host Scoot. We're up and about. It's uh, Coffs Harbour Cup Day today and we're still going to punch on and preview the races for this Saturday. It's springtime, it's August and John Walter. How are you going today mate? Uh, confidence levels leading into Coffs Harbour? What day is it? What, Coffs Harbour? <laughs> Thursday. You counted out. Coffs Harbour today? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hang on, there's Coffs Harbour Kimbler then tomorrow's going to... Yeah, yeah, no, we've got... Yeah, no, it's been a long couple of days. Why did they have to announce all that stuff yesterday just so my phone just blew up even though I can't help myself? But it's uh, it's been a long 24 hours, but we're chipping away. The dollar one shot uh, lobs and New South Wales uh, have continued to increase prize money. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Nico and DK, how are you guys travelling down in Melbourne? Yeah, we're all right. We've uh, oh, it's been a bit breezy down here, Nico. A bit breezy the last week or so, the last few days anyway. But uh, thought we we're getting out the back end of winter. But uh, weather's been all right. But um, it's going to uh, cool down a bit next week, and a few showers around. Must have been last night at Cranbourne, but uh, a bit wet there mm. today. But uh, no, yeah, we're ticking tick along. It was pouring rain last night at about twelve o'clock around Cranbourne, so not surprised that. Oh, it's your neck of the woods. Wetter. Yeah. So um, were you out in the car park there somewhere, Nico, or something? <laughs> how were you? How were you getting that mail? <laughs> I just I just live about five minutes away, so that's that's how oh, I get it. No Nico, what's going on uh, this Saturday? You're going to take the day off. It's Flemington. You got a wedding? Is it yours? Are you going to just do a oh a little pop up wedding? Oh, maybe just get get it over and done with, done and dusted, mm. run and one. Nah, not mine. Not a wedding actually. A bucks trip. So that should be good fun. Um, hopefully we can uh, find a few winners for the boys on the trip. But uh, yeah, tough day at Flemington. There's a lot of short price favourites, so uh, we're sort of getting involved in a few of them. But um, as an overall, sort of the spring's kind of on our doorstep, but I thought this meeting might come a bit stronger than what it has. So uh, I think we've probably got to wait till next week or the week after before we see some real uh, good horses return to the track. Bucks trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have more detail. What, what's what's uh, the Bucks trip entail, uh, Nico? What's, uh, ha- houseboat? Houseboat. Oh, Along nice. the Murray. On the Murray. So hopefully Can't a bit of fun there. Lovely. Oh. Look here. Jeez. Yeah, I think we have a Chuka. Are you going to Chuka? Yeah, Moama. Moama. Lovely. Lovely. Good, good part of the woods up there. DK, we've got uh, new contract terms. Someone suggested we just put pay you a dollar per word and then $5 for every celebrity or just racing industry name name drop. I think we're nearly... Uh, you know, what, we'll, be able to buddy, we'll be able to put on a big dance. <laughs> Little dance. I'll, I'll, play, I'll play that game. That's right up my alley by the look of it. Oh, right yeah. up my alley. I've got, 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 got a few for you, Scooty. Yeah. I was at... I'd, I'd, oh, well, just anyway, I had a sad, sad occasion. I was, I was at a funeral last Friday, but... Uh, for you, uh, for you, old Hawthorne, you're an old Hawthorne, you're a Hawthorne man, Scoot. Love the Hawkers. Yeah, yeah, Dutchy Holland, uh, Tony Woods, oh, yeah, uh, Raiden Tallis, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Graham, uh, half was there, Benny Dixon, so um, there's a few. How much? I'll get five bucks already. Yeah, you know, you're flying. You're probably 50 or nearly 100, enough to buy a couple of yeah. shares in the Punters Club. It's just about to uh, close. But, uh, yeah, some big, oh, famous names there. I think, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but... Once upon a time, my sister come home and she had a pair of Raiden Talis's tracksuit pants in a car. What? Is that Gordon's brother? No, I used to play for Hawthorne. Raiden Talis was yeah. his name. Yeah. I, no, so I it's like half Street Fighter, half Gordon Talis. 
That's how I said, what's going on here? And they're little Hawthorne tracksuits <laughs> in my sister's car. But story for another day. But, I, um, used to, I used to, I just, and just keep going, I used to live with Radar back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, Radar and, Radar and Eloise. Never, sister, bought, Eloise. never bought Nico's sister around for her. <laughs> I'm going to have to put, put her in the line. Holy crap. Let's see if you yeah. can uh, yes. point her out. No foal. Could be Nico's foal. There's no foals. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a very small country, Australia. You, you learn that when you travel. I find there's lots of Aussies abroad and it's always six degrees of separation, but that one's a little bit close, close, close to home. That's a bit close to home. That's a bit close to home. Oh, God. Something new every week. I tell you what, I thought I was having a bad week, but um, hmm. Any, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's have a look at uh, a couple of good stories from the week. Uh, Tracks Grand is a new segment that we introduced last week, and I tell you what, there's a bit of controversy, but uh, there's some absolute beauties, and we'll go four, three, two, one of the best submissions here. And uh, the trots, known for, uh, you know, a little... Well, they call them the red hots or uh, cheats on seats. But um, this one's a tricky one because it's a roast roast uh, pork with crackle and gravy at the Penrith Trots, $18 for non-members. So apparently it's amazing. And for the $18, really good value. But the rot here, they've used a stock image from Google. So they've not used a legitimate photo. So the meal exists, but the photo's fake. What about the level of... Uh Sleuthing. Yes. Well, you should have seen it. Like about six replies down from the uh, track screen. They were all over it. So straight oh. onto the raw. They're like, oh, here's a raw. Oh, they've Googled roast, pork roast pork and found and the found, fake photo. Jesus Christ, that's a big effort. So if anyone can uh, if anyone can go to the Penrith Trots or is a, uh, a regular out there, make sure you take a photo of the yeah. real one. And well, uh, the broccoli looks like it's been rehydrated too. doesn't look like the old broccoli's <laughs> real fresh there. So you think they could have put a bit better effort in the Google image? Oh, I, I, I don't know about all this, Nico. What's I mean, that? that's, that's, that's like going to leg, Legends at Mooney Valley or Trios mm. at Cranbourne where they've got the big bistros and the proper kitchens. Are, are and, you actually at the track? Yeah, it's not actually at the oh. track. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I might have to apply some exclusions here, Scoot. Oh, I don't know about all this, but big, that'd be from the Penrith Leagues Club or something. Are they, they connected to the trots or something like that? That's probably what's happened there. Oh, I've got Jesus no idea. I would probably set foot out I'm there I'm tipping very strongly that's not what it looks like regardless <laughs> when it pops out. All right, the, th- the third best here is uh, a Hawaiian pizza from the Valley. I think there's a food truck out the front on the lawn oh, so anyone was, can access this it. This is mine. And, th- and this is $19. Is that you, Nico? Yeah, this was my submission, so I made it. You made the, uh, made the page. $19. Mate, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what hasn't made the page. Where's the where's the pineapple on the uh, pizza? I think I can count four pieces. Honestly, I, I did read the replies on that, and there was a lot of replies sort of saying how, <laughs> how sort of grim it looked. And it tastes a lot better than what it looked. I thought it was like... If we're going to go like El Presidente style, I've got like six eight maybe six eight. Wow, that's high. Six eight, yeah. <laughs> like because they got the proper wood fired oven, they put it in there, haven't they? Yeah, it only took oh. a few minutes to but heat up. That's, that was a that's a crime about the, the level of pineapple on that. Uh, the, and I don't think inflation's hit pineapple yet. Fair enough, they might have been cut a bat on the expenses or something. Still charging the nineteen dollars. Not bad margin in that pizza. I'm tipping Jesus. Given right, so- given I I put in the group chat the other day that I had to pay eleven dollars fifty for a ham cheese tomato toasty. The MRC the other day, nineteen dollars for a pizza. Given that, oh, and, and the, MRC, the, the MRC pride themselves on their value uh, for, for food, well, food and beverage. They didn't go, so. kick up the butt for that one. That's a Nico, big markup. You got a name and shame. I, I need to see. You need to go get it again. I'm happy to put that in the receipt with the uh, the date with the missus, and I'll share you the eleven fifty. <laughs> send it into track screen, and let's have a look at this eleven fifty. I got a one question sandwich. before this, you end it. That's that's unbelievable. I had I got one for seven dollars at the Gold Coast Turf up there. They're just ham and cheese, <laughs> but they did they cut it into four for you, Nico? I got it cut into four on the old school plate. I thought that was pretty good. That no, was just in half. So oh, yeah. see, see, <laughs> even worse. Level at the Gold Coast. 
I, I got told, obviously, the racing rant are good friends of ours, and apparently uh, Glenn Pollard or Lambourne went to the races at uh, Rose Hill or Randwick. I can't, I'm not sure, but they went there, and I think it was like a server chips with a sandwich for like 13 or $15, and then they went there the week after, and they only gave three quarters of the sandwich. So they'd, they'd knocked off a quarter of the sandwich and, and <laughs> took it out of the pack. So they don't even give you a full sanger. <laughs> That's not possible. It, it's a Pollock story. It's not possible. It's a Pollock story. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you sort of take 25% off most of what he says anyway, so that's probably pretty right. <laughs> okay, to get through this segment, because it feels like we could be here all day, uh, the next one is the Rissol. There's un- more. Mate, there's now you're four. talking. Now you're talking. This is, this is real blue-collar stuff here. Rissol, onion and gravy from Forbes races, $4. Have a look at this. Yeah. I don't, I'd rather five of those than a $19 speed. goddamn roast. I love it. Everything about this, there may not, may or may not be butter on that uh, Rissol, like but I tell you what, the price point at four dollars, they probably get in for two. Like it's just that tipping point. Like I you'd have two, two when you got there, hey? two after you've done your ass, <laughs> and then two if you've got out late. You'd have six on the day <laughs> with onions too. Yeah, with onions. A bit of onion and gravy on there. That's but awesome. uh, I think that the scran of the week. This is an absolute beauty, Holy and crap. for ten dollars, this is magnificent. It's a it's a piece of art. There's been people like comment from Scotland, from England, That's from it. all over the look world. Look at the for gloss on it. Hey, it's got to be a G up. Look ha- at the gloss on it. Have a look at this. No, I think I think it's legit. But again, this is probably just in one of those nice Four little tea photoshop rooms. that pie mash, pie mash peas with gravy from Gundagai for ten dollars. And I tell you what, that is outstanding. And I think one of the best comments that I saw there was a bloke that wrote in and said, "This is the proudest moment I've ever had to be from Gundagai." It? It's a, it's his, his town's proudest. Pride and joy, this, and I think it's right. Pie in there, I think it's outstanding. I've never seen a pie shine. That's a mushy, mushy pie pies are big in Adelaide. They're big, big thing in Adelaide. I couldn't eat that. It looks too nice. I couldn't eat it. I couldn't touch it. (laughs) My only thing there is the peas and gravy on top of the pie, Nico. Oh jeez. I said I had had the same at our good friend. uh, I was at lunch at Bobby O'Kane's on Sunday at the All Nations Hotel in Richmond. That's uh, five dollars. And, <laughs> and I did have the uh, I had the uh, the pie with the mash and the gravy and all that, but the gravy was down the bottom, not soaking the pastry on top. So I don't know that. Surely the bottom's more dangerous because the ass falls out of it. No, it's sitting on the sitting on the mash. Oh, okay. Yeah, bit protected. <laughs> 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 Bit of a shout out to Bobby O'Kane there. So the next uh, couple of free feeds will be uh, going at yeah, DK's Yeah, you just paid for there. a couple of pies. Well done. Mate, outstanding. i tell you what, uh, Johnny Walter mentioned it at the start of the show, and I guess it's not really a bombshell. It's, I guess, just another kick in the teeth, and the punters are uh, paying for the show. They always have, always will. And... Um, it was funny, all these uh, announcements in prize money. We thought it might be a bit of a square up with the uh, the big dance and it was actually having the inverse effect and all the country country trainers were getting sort of uh, you know pushed out of their own races by um, strong ballots from you know the Wallers and the big stables. I noticed Chris has only got uh, one in the Coss Arbor Cup today, so he might have pulled his head in a little bit. But um, it was interesting. They've, they've pumped up all the prize money for the Everest Days in this new sprint series. And then uh, Walt's tweet nails it. We'll put on screen now. And he's, he Which said... One? Oh, well, God, I did about yeah, 20. You, yeah, you, oh, shit. You went, you went crazy. But I thought this was a good one. Um, so country racing gets the same potential increase for an entire year that they're increasing the city in the city for a few days. Gee, I wish they would pick up the phone and ask all the country trainers how they are traveling mentally and financially. I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty strong point. And there's multiple people that have tweeted in and said it's the same five top top five, seven, ten percent of people um, that will continue to get all the prize money. 
Uh, and there was, there was one girl, I think, Chrissy, who nailed it and said um, similar along those paths. And, and she was just crying out for uh, staff at lower levels mm. to actually get a, get an increase in prize money. And then lots of trainers chimed in and said that they just can't find staff full time, like full flat stop. out. So he's a... Uh, or he, can't afford it. Or can't afford it. So it, d- it definitely is lopsided and it seems like they've missed the boat here. And it just seems like they've just tried to fire more shots over the bow at Victoria, and now I guess the sprinting ranks. If you have a look at the next graphic here from Racing New South Wales, you'll see that all the sprint races uh, for uh, the flat, uh, for the Victorian Spring Carnival are now going to play uh, second fiddle to this Sprint Carnival that uh, Racing New South Wales have created. So the Concord goes from one sixty to five hundred. That's okay, I guess. But the Shorts goes from five hundred to a million. The Premier same. The Kosciuszko bumped up to two million. The Sydney Snakes. Four times in value now, five hundred to two million, and then the Nature Strip stakes is one million to three million. Like for the money they've spent here, it's hard to justify how necessary that is. If uh, I think there's what a big bonus, there's a six million dollar bonus attached to it that Sportsbet are going to pay. That's who, scary. Who Sportsbet are now in the conversation up in New South Wales, which is mind mind well, blowing because scary the for TAB. Us have gone into bed with all the AHA and the hotels about this Aussie Fair Play Coalition, which is just crazy. So mm. I, I can't work out um, – well, I can I, I can work out and understand the strategy, but uh, the spending over the top at the expense of uh, the punters, and then I guess there's just that, that little slip-in of the POC tax well, mention. The microcosm of that yesterday, you would say that the country element to it is to – stop Pete the backlash from the other element if they announced it directly, which is their real main objective. And again, like you say, Nature Strip trying to go head-to-head with what's the race on the same day. There's a group one in Melbourne on the same day, sprint race. That's that's what that yeah. Nature Strip falls on. So, and prize money, really, the reason why I sort of wrote that is because it just, it just, it just, you can't believe it, you know, that this is their big announcement. It's going to help so many people. Prize money helps no one. Mm. It really does. Like, okay, you've increased $2,000 a race how does that help the guy who trains four winners a year? You know, like how does that help him? It just doesn't. Like it doesn't matter how much prize money you throw at it, and that's kind of my point. They're just missing. They're missing the point so far. The, the, the people they're increased the highway to one hundred and twenty-five. Okay, well, what about the poor trainer in Wagga who buys a horse for twenty thousand with a group of Wagga owners? They've got no aspirations to race in Sydney ever. They mm. don't care. Yeah, they want to race in. They want to. So they win a maiden. They win a benchmark 58. Now they can't race their horse anywhere but the provincials or city. Mm. They're the people that are really suffering because they can't even race horses in their own area. You know, like a horse is worthless once it's won two races unless you want to go to the big smoke. And there's a million other issues. But like they said, staffing, uh, rising costs of transport, feed, everything. It's just all out of control. Sort of subsidizing all of that and making it viable and tenable seems to be a much more, you know, sustainable I'll, uh, I'll I'll just pop two yeah, more uh, tweets up on the screen and then uh, and then I'll throw it down to the boys in Melbourne. But mm. uh, Dan O'Sullivan n- nails it here. Put aside the overtaxing of punters. Surely the strategic plan for racing should now be about reducing cost to own and train a horse and various staffing issues. Why not put the fifty plus million into strategic subsidies? The threats to the a better industry in the long term and not lack of prize money. And uh, a good reply here is uh, from a bloodstock agent, Seamus Mills, oh, which was, I found, somewhat comical. 
If you, and he, um, well, I think, agrees to some extent. If you're talking about long-term threats to the industry, the vast majority of those funds need to go into welfare and addressing the elephant in the room. Then what's remaining uh, into staffing and upgrading facilities, including an all-weather track, which New South Wales seem to have buried their head in. And I think today is a prime example. We've had nothing but sunshine for the last, what, two weeks, Walt, Coffs Harbour. Um, and warm too. It's been mm. it's been warm, hot. Uh, I think they've had a couple of mils of rain a few days ago. I think there's going to be four to eight mil hit tomorrow. So we're blessed that that hasn't hit. Uh, it should be really a good four. And what do you think it'll be? Yeah, well, I, I sort of didn't believe it. So I messaged a couple of trainers that train on track there and, and they said, you know, no more rain, eight at best. Mm. I was like, Don't yeah, okay. Me. And I remember saying to Donnie, I'm like, mate, this can't be right. And then they walked it yesterday, said the same. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see. And and invariably they overestimate there the what it how the track races but it's still you know it's just there's so many look at canterbury yesterday it used to be the best training track in sydney and and they haven't had that much rain recently i know it's been crazy year but like it was a proper sticky heavy track down the outside fence just about yesterday it was um you know it's not just the country tracks that are suffering it's everywhere mm. and it's a dilution of quality at the moment and it's just an absolute dead set race to the bottom so uh, any, where do you want? To, do you guys want to pick up or, well, or touch this where, one, or where, just where do you where start? Do you start? Just, before, just before you leave that, what, what's the elephant in the room? Uh, I don't know. What's well, he talking about? I think what he's saying is what animal welfare, animal welfare, and welfare. that's the problem. Animal welfare is from overbreeding, which is coming from his side of the fence. So I'm not saying that he's really responsible for it or whatever, but it's just, and it's not even like it is an issue. It's a massive issue, but it's tied in with so many other issues. Like you say, where do you start? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's pri- pri- prize money. I mean, what, it, 119 million in 2012, tripled to 358 million after that in 10 years. After after and that, who's I paid mean, the bill? Yeah, re- absolute red flag there. But um, Mike Mike Simons, he threw out a tweet. Um, he says, "I doubt there's been a better time to race own fast racehorses. Oh. Challenge is finding them, though. No, he's right here. Rupert, Aussie, Bray, and others must be giggling about it now. I know I'm going to drop his name again, but Aussie Aussie came in the other night <laughs> when he after he'd been on that shopping spree." He said, "I've been shopping, and I thought, oh, you know, buying cups horses and things like that." But no, he said, oh, "I'm buying this. This is my Everest horse. Uh, this thing, the Golden Eagle, all that. You know, all that money is just too, too, too good to ignore." You know, but this again at the top, that prize money is going to go to the top five percent of people in the industry. And he's not, not buying you know, a yearling like he he's does not buy no, yearlings. He's, 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 bu- he's picking, no. he's picking the low-hanging fruit from around the world. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. So um, again, that, that uh, you're talking about the bottom end. I mean, it's just the focus seems all out of whack and. And then the punters, I mean, how, how, who pays for all this? But anyway, this, I mean... The whole, like, the whole sprint series, like the Concorde and the Shorts and the Premier getting enhanced, like, those are all lead-up races to a $12 million race. Mm. Like, why do they need any more, given most They've of the got to run somewhere, haven't races they? already have a slot for the Everest. Yeah. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. No. Well, it doesn't. No, it, all, it does make sense if you believe that they're targeting your carnival, and that's the only thing that makes sense. Hmm. And they'll never. I mean, they'll never get out. I mean, maybe with the sprint aspect. I mean, that's where it looks like. That's where they're focused on here, isn't it? Uh, At the they moment, can, they, they can never compete with the the Cox the Cox Plate and the and the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups and things like that. You know, so they're going down the uh, aiming even, down the sprinting aspect. Even but, still, though, like you look at the calendar. Like, what are the actual sprint races in Victoria in September? You got like a Tessarossa, I think. There's not many. Maybe a, mm. a Gilgai or a race like that. There's and a race a after the Everest, isn't there? Like a week later, was that the Manicato? And then yeah, a lot Manicato of our sprint races that. are, you know, the mm. Caulfield Sprint, the the other race, the Scalacci, I think, at Caulfield, then the Manicato, the VRC Sprint. So that, that's why the Nature Strip stakes, or the, the winner of the Everest, that race, which I think is on, 
Cox Plate Day, I think. They run that. Um, mm. That's why that's obviously been enhanced because they, they don't want anything to come to Melbourne for the Manicato or the, the mm. Dali Sprint. So that's, that's the... Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by what the conversations have been with um, with Sportsbet about uh, wanting to get in, in New South Wales. And well, the lady said, all right, you can come in, but what you do, you can sponsor this race for six million. That's your only way in. You know, that's it. That's, that's, our that's our biggest problem is sports better are like uh, are trying to dominate everything, right? They're trying to eat up everyone. So their yep. long goal would be to eat all these little lady guys. So they'll work out a tax arrangement which hurts them. So they'll tear it somehow where they get starved out. The people in the middle, your Tristans who are trying to turn over money, they'll be starved out and there'll be less competition. They won't have to spend much money on promos and things like that to keep their clients sports bet. And there'll be three or four big ones left, which is absolutely diabolical mm. for us and for everyone and the because they'll just still bet 140 and, yeah, the and, and we won't be able to bet. Yep. It is uh, absolutely, yeah, on the on a nice edge at the moment for um, professional gamblers, semi-pro gamblers, and just rank and file, I guess, trainers and people at the bottom end. I, uh, I really struggle to think how this is going to just be drawn out for a long time and it won't, won't be until things reverse and turnover starts to really get eaten and uh, someone tweeted through that uh, Greyhound Racing in SA is already start, like, tr- starting to feel it. And uh, the poorer states, they just won't be able to keep up with you. So the dominoes are going to start to fall soon. And it'll be interesting to see what happens once And we didn't uh, even COVID touch on the 15%. In. Like you did mention it, but we didn't even turn it. Oh. That's, it only can go one way. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, Andrew Jones, actually, I was driving in this morning and he was going to be on the radio after I'd already got out of the car to come in here, who's the new CEO of um, their boss of Racing Victoria. So he was going to give his response to what that was yesterday. So I'll listen to it or we'll get on the way home. But I'm sure he would have had an interesting measured response, but it'll be very interesting to see what it'll be. You know? I've heard well, from three different... Shown, sorry. Three, so three, sh- you go, you go. They've already shown their hand, like the Race Victoria and all that, announcing their prize money increases the other day to the mm. big races, which I thought made a lot of sense given what's happening up in New South Wales and they're trying to obviously steal our carnival a bit to have the bonuses for the winners to continue on the series i thought that was very smart by racing victoria not a bit of bias there but that did make a lot more sense than just putting money straight into the prize money like obviously you want to keep the horses that are racing well like yeah that that, i thought that was that was a good counter considering you don't want to be adding a million dollars to these races just for no reason like i think giving it to the winner and sort of making them sort of progress on is is a smart play Mm. I've I've run into three people in the last week that have met with him or met with him, like even at uh, sort of functions and things over the last few weeks. All of them fairly well respected, you would say. Not going to not drop names, so I don't get the five dollars. But he uh, has asked individually all of them the same question: "I've been in racing five minutes. What can I do to improve racing?" And they're all they're not all from the same sort of sector of racing. They're all from different parts. None of them punters, unfortunately, but. He's asking them all that right question. And and I don't think you bring that topic up unless you're open to hearing a response and you mm. genuinely care. So, you know, all good signs from that fellow so far. Andrew Jones. Hopefully, uh, he's the white knight. But, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, interesting times at the moment. Sometimes the best things in life are free. And uh, the next best well, thing close enough, yeah. is Manscaped. And that's uh, 20% off. So if the missus is happy, you're happy, happy wife, happy life. Nico now knows that. He's, uh, he's all loved up. But uh, the lawnmower is the must-do, and that's if you want to go the full Nick Rewalt. I tell you what, I'm prepped to the minute for this stream today. Walt and Donnie are in the chair, but um, the only thing I haven't done is do a top-to-tail uh, shave down, and I'd be uh, in peak condition. But uh, this, this little fellow in my hand, you can get it done in about 25, 30 minutes if you're uh, in a hurry. 
And there's we no better feeling than afternoon. being freshly shaved. Hey? If we get an all up or something, I might do it on camera. So we might work out how long it takes the top to tail if we get if we have a big enough day today. <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out how to sterilize it. I might just, it'll, it'll be a big I've job. got my own mate and a charger, please. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cash in the bag. I'm ready to rumble. Mm-mm. Anyway, and the weed whackers are must for the nose here. I tell you what. Today's show is a beauty. Uh, we'll zip through it now, but uh, is Don is good. The new Don. Tell you what, see Marie, it was uh, a funny ride. It got dragged all the way back. Bit of bad luck, maybe a half a bad steer, but then it just absolutely roared. Not much in the field. He, he found a beauty for uh, C. Marie, a little bit of a drift. As we said, wait, back it, and you'll get money. And I thought Hustle on first was a pretty good run, and I think it'll improve off that. So uh, not a bad start once he got his uh, horses to uh, run around the circle. And uh, go Wanji. For the followers from uh, two weeks ago, it was a uh, scratching and it's come out. and uh, It was out the gate easily. too, didn't it? It went like a rocket. Yeah. Mm. Nah, big drifter. So uh, I think uh, everyone will be on uh, Hustle on first and uh, Go Wanji going forward. Pretty exposed. Walt got uh, the chocolates last week. Wicklow was his best, but Dalcini uh, peaked on its run, I thought, and I uh, I backed Dalcini until it hurt win and place. So I thought it was an unbelievable find. And did it peak on its run? I didn't. You I did, and they told me it, it paraded like a drowned rat. Was what I was told. So oh, obviously, with a bit of improvement to come, or or I'm not sure, but it, yeah, would have loved him to sort of stay up the inside and ride for a bit of luck. And unfortunately, you know, you couldn't fault the ride. Like it looked like it was travelling and that, but he did find the slow lane and. And did peak on his run, but it, yeah, it was probably a. And they didn't go quick either, so nothing really went its way. I thought it went okay, but it was just, uh, you know, that's, that's why it was twenties. It was that's why you know we we, we sort of thought, knew it was going to be like that. Mm. Wicklow was a beauty though, and uh, if Walt finds a, a short price wallet runner, you should uh, the alarm bell should be ringing in your ears that he wants to back as opposed to to lay those ones. Top Sport Steamers a little bit quiet last week. Uh, they tried to take on a horse called Extremely Lucky from the. Uh, the Will Clarken Yard, which went like an absolute Learjet. I thought that was impressive. Nico, the horse yesterday at Geelong from Mick Price Stable. Wowee, it went like a Learjet as well. Yeah, extremely lucky he's going to be. Uh, he might be the beneficiary of a few of those prize money increases given he's, uh, I think he ran like 10 lengths above for his last 200 on punting form. Like insane figures late. And then what you need yesterday, obviously DK, you were all over that as well, sort of watching the races there. That was... That was a big win. He didn't look like he got out of second gear. That horse. Jeez, so, about um, a few of them. Um, price. Is that camp. the first starter? That was, yeah. What's the uh, color eight? Yeah. Like, you know, like, you watch it, but I, I got a thing that a lot of people love a lot, lot more about first starters than I do. I like seeing them turn up to the races. But gee whiz, the other day at um, Kaitel or something was it? The, yeah. Packing and Polly. Yeah. Just sat off them. Just went like a rocket down the middle, and they had those last year long meeting. They had those two Cardizio, Cardizio, and the other bloody thing. Yeah. One the OTI horse. Big spruik horse, and then that thing yesterday. Geez, they got some cattle. They got some cattle, and he's got he's got Zara, Malum, and Lane knocking down his door, wanting to ride for the joint, like. And Jamie. And Jay Carr. It's like, what the hell? Big, mm. big. Um, That's big, scary. Big... That's scary on a number of levels. It's, uh, <laughs> they said the interview yesterday. I didn't hear it. Which was incredible. Like the confidence levels pre, and I saw it was like two ten or something mm. when they started the interview. It was dead set one eighty by the time they'd finished talking to him. So. You should have seen just like the avalanche of money throughout the whole of betting, like early. <laughs> And like usually they're off the map early, and you think, oh, you might get a bit better late, might get to two thirty, two forty late. The, nah. the second favorite, red second in town, a guy could kick like rock solid. Yeah, mm. so it was. Um, it was crazy. I Rarely the pa- seen the Packenham and or used to be the Caulfield Mafia, but mm. I think the Packenham and Cranbourne Mafia, the, uh, the old Caulfield trainers, I think they would have been all over that one. What you mm. need, I think the horse has got a Cepedo, and I think he, I think Cepedo got a winner in both states yesterday. Could be the new Super Sire breeders. We love them. <laughs> Who, yeah, well, it, it was not a bad horse, was it? But it's um, yeah. Anyway, that plagued by injuries, Peter. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one in Sydney was by Sapito, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Went like a rocket Super ship. Next mm. tra- next tra- another couple of hundred thousand at the And it looked inside. nothing like Sapito. I remember looking at it going, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So anyway, he might he might be versatile. Hmm. Okay, top sport. Uh get around them, make sure you open an account. Uh they're putting uh us or putting the stream on for us, which is great. And they're happy to take the bets for us. So if we get hot and get launching and we've taken million dollar multis, uh struggled to hit one. But um they do take a bet. So already sure. already fired a shot today, haven't you? Jesus. He's blown it up. <laughs> we had cactus here. What names he dropped there to blow the thing up? Don't know. He must just, I don't yeah. know what he said there. <laughs> We're definitely uh, not uh, censoring. Hopefully our AV guy can uh, fix it because we are Lucky still live by. to air, but I can't hear anything that uh, DK is saying. Oh, this like is live today. Sounds like his uh, mic's dropped out. Yeah, we're on live. Oh, Jesus. Well, I've got a super sense of myself. Hang on. Lee, I think it's fixed now, which is uh, great. And yeah, Nico, you. if you can hear me down there, let's uh, let's have a look at race one. I've said it a million times, but as soon as you find race one at Flemington, uh, it's usually happy hunting ground for you. And I think this one's an easy one to find too. Uh, Berkeley Square is $2.30 favourite here. Uh, Proscenium Arch is $5. Black Max, $6. Uh, Pelagio, $6. Castilian, I've uh, been Castilian all week, $13. And Taught You Could, $17. Is the market here over 1400 at Flemington? Nico, we're going to have a look at uh, Berkeley Square last start. Yeah, he's not hard to find, is he? Um, he's back last in the lime colours here. Uh, just sort of weaving his way through the field the there. Lana Kelly likes to sort of stay in when she probably should have gone out there looking for the gap. Um, this is a big run. Six of the four is the 74 fastest of the meeting. Four of the two is the second fastest of the meeting. So he increased his speed by about three and a half lengths between sort of the six and the 400 metre mark, which I think was, uh, you know, given he was held up for a bit of that, hit the line very strong there and was super strong late. I think he'll be suited staying at 1,400 metres. Craig Williams goes aboard, which looks a positive jockey change from Alana Kalady. Um Goes barrier one to barrier number three, which also seems a positive. So, look, I thought in a race where he looks like the most progressive horse here, um, I think at sort of 2.30, he looks like he'd be very hard to beat, and I s- sort of thought he should just be winning this with any even luck. So uh, I thought he's probably one of the better bets on the program there at Flemington. If you can hear us, yeah, we uh, we didn't get a word of uh, what Nico said there, but uh, definitely uh, a runner to find, and um, not surprised that uh, he's found that runner. And uh, two thirty-five, we can uh, probably lock in the price. I'm going to uh, scoot along, uh, and we're going to have a look at the Ori Star. Hopefully, I can get uh, Nico back in my headphones, but uh, I'm definitely flying blind at the moment. King of Sparta last start winner, two dollar forty here, shooting for gold. 420 series suspect 480 stage man 650 Cal- Calcani Royale ten dollars and then just folk uh, 15 and then uh, Romancer where he can pull a uh, a big run at odds fresh up the straight and uh, thoughts here Nico yeah I think King of Spiders a a favourite you probably don't want to oppose sort of 240 now he was 280 yesterday so there's not a lot of margin in a lot of these markets um good win first up ran some really big figures there at Caulfield. I think if he can replicate that here, that sort of figure, he's going to be right in the finish. Um, Zara goes aboard, I think is going to be a real sort of crucial rider over the next few weeks, given he's been on away on holiday over there in, I think, Europe he was. So uh, he's going to be nice and fresh. And when he combines with Snowden, especially in these colors, he seems to like he, uh, he gets the job done. So I thought it's another race there on Saturday. The favorite probably looks hard to beat. Stageman's probably the horse that's going to be having a crack at him late, brings over some good WA form, 
Um, doesn't win often, but that's probably due to his pattern. He gets back, he runs on, he runs second in the winter bottom. He's run some enormous races over there. Comes over here for Daniel O'Brien. The jump outs weren't great, but um, he may just be sort of a racetrack horse and the straight could suit him. So I thought they were probably the two chances. Serious suspects in the game couldn't take 480. I thought shooting for gold was pretty short at 420. I thought he was more like a $7 chance. So King of Sparta on top, stage from probably the danger. You could probably play the race that way and I think you'll get a result, but I think King of Sparta is going to be pretty hard to beat looks like he's found another uh easy enough race there given he's probably not blessed with a whole lot of abilities not going to be facing an everest or anything like that but he might have found just another little gimme there down the straight yeah the beauty of uh live tv here i can't uh hear a word nico said there but uh i would have thought uh the interesting runner for me is uh is just folk there from uh the josh julius yard i think you need a uh I think uh, in the past you've seen some uh, milers and horses that uh, are looking further can sprint really well fresh uh, up the 1200 there at Flemington. So uh, big watch for me and a little uh, sneaky roughy with Craig Williams on probably the best jockey they've had on it for well, a handful of starts and uh, he's in absolute uh, peak form if uh, the inside of the track, I'll probably the field's small enough, I think that'll all go to the inside rail, I would have thought, unless uh, it's chopped right out, they'll all be in a pack at the middle, so it should get a chance. Let's have a look at uh, race number eight, which is the next of uh, Nico's here, and it's uh, Nicolini Vito, last start winner's favourite here, $2.25, Zoltan from the Wild Camp, $7, William Thomas, nine fifty. winning partner, 10 Mr. Exclusive, $12, Reckoning, $12, Bams on fire, 13 Shandy, 15 Macram, 16 and better the rest. Nico, we're going to have a look at uh, Nicolini Vito, last start win. I was going to assume you near me, Borco, if you want me to talk over it. Uh, this is Nicolini Vito, first up, big win down the straight, carried a lot of weight here, 59.5 kilos. The horse on the outside of him, Bill the Box there in the orange cap, had 55.5 kilos, so we gave that horse 4 kilos in the weights and really just showed how tough of a horse he is here, fighting back and uh, hitting the line super strong there. Um, drops big time in the weights here, goes down to 55.5 kilos, which seems like it's a big positive there on Saturday, and he finds a very suitable race, gets out to 1,400 metres. You look back through his last prep, he won 3 on the bounce, and he carried big weights in doing it. Um, so I think getting back down the weights is really going to suit him. Barrier number four, he gets a very economical run here on the speed map for Daniel Stackhouse. So given all those things, I think he can be uh, pretty hard to beat here. 225 is probably rock solid. Like, it's it's definitely short enough, but I think he'll win. Um, I didn't really see a danger in the race. Uh, if he doesn't win it, I probably couldn't tell you what would. I think Makram's smart, but I don't know if I want to be with him first up. I think he's... His goals may be sort of like a Caulfield Cup, this preparation, looking to get in through a naturalism or a Herbert Power or something like that. So maybe sort of watch him hitting the line. But uh, Nicolini Vito looks uh, very well placed here. Goes on the, the soft track, goes on the heavy if the rain comes. So he looks pretty bomb-proof. 225, I think he could be a, probably the anchor throughout the days in the multis. Uh, I thought he was probably the best bet of the day at Flemington. Uh, should just win. All right, should just win. So uh, I can just start to hear Nico, but uh, what we might do is uh, we might just take a, uh, a five-minute commercial break and uh, let's uh, see if we can uh, just get some cohesion between the uh, the Melbourne and Gold Coast studio. But uh, Nico just rattled off uh, extremely lucky and the benchmark figures. So uh, that's definitely a horse you can find if you use the putting form tool. So if you want to... Uh, expand your uh, horizons for your form analysis make sure you check out punningform.com.au we'll take a break try and fix some audio and uh, we'll be back live in five minutes thanks guys 
All right, well, crisis uh, solved here. We're back. Thank God, John Walter, your head nearly blew off with all that uh, I felt like I was back on Mr. Doobie in 1996 with a buzzle bee flying around in my head there for a while, but we're back, we're back. Oh, I thought... Uh, Mr. So- <laughs> I thought someone might have hacked into our connection and someone was listening into our conversation. It was one of those mind-conditioning things, you know, where you're in a, yeah, like Mugatu or whatever. You know, Mugatu, whatever. You <laughs> must kill. You must kill Anthony Don or something. I was going to restart. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's a live show, so anything can happen, and yeah. it didn't. Yeah, I, I feel like a little bit warped, but um, it's. A, I'd say it's a uh, a decent card for the five minutes that I've looked at uh, the Randwick Fields. Been under the pump this week. We've uh, just launched a US Masters tour for next year, which is a whole different story. Hopefully. Uh, you can win your way onto the trip. Might have said too much there, Walt, but uh, there's some big news in that space. The mm. US Masters, we've only got a couple of spots left. It's sold like absolute hotcakes, and uh, make sure you check that one out. But Randwick this week, uh, race six is the first one I'm going to have a look at. 1,000-meter benchmark, uh, 78. The New South Wales Jockey Reunion, that'd be a good good turn, I would have thought. Mal Ty's a favorite here, $3.10. Favorite Stoical is uh, $14. Sorry, is, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, not uh, not in the favourite uh, order here. Uh, Mail tie three ten. Sorry, Smyrnova four forty six fifty. Leo Rita May is ten dollars. Quick tempo twelve. Uh, Van Giz is twelve, and then you got Curtis Island Stoical thirteen fourteen dollars, and Misty or seventeen that heads up the rest of the roughies here. We're gonna have a look at the uh, the trial from the get go of Mail tie in the uh, Aqua, and it's jumped pretty well in the first sort of four runners here. So the main reason for this, okay, the horse has been gelded. They've got the muffs on it, the mighty ear muffs. This, is, I, this is halal, sorry. This is the wrong trial. Oh, this is halal going to the front anyway. That's uh, definitely not the right one. But um, where I was kind of trying to heading uh, is that Mautai was was pretty much grabbed hold of at the start, got a bit keen. Bowman trialed it, very important. Bowman rides it Saturday. So I would imagine that, um, that they're going to come out Saturday and try and ride this horse neutral. Um, try and get him to settle in behind the speed from gate one. There's issues with this horse. So gate one's a big one. He's gonna, he should be the first horse loaded. Him staying in the gates for that long is an issue. The earmuffs on for the first time um, from that inside draw is an issue. Uh, and who knows like, if he's come back gilded and here he comes here. So here he goes, straight he away, Bowman just grabs hold of his head and tries to get him to settle in behind the speed here. Uh, you know, like he's the sort of horse that's got unlimited ability. So if Bowman can somehow tame him, the gelding's worked, and he settles in behind and explodes, you know, maybe he will. But um, is does, it, does barrier enough? one help soothe the horse or it's keep? It's the worst him? thing in the world because they've got to be in there the longest theoretically, unless okay. they pull a Swifty and load at last. They're usually the first horse loaded, so they're in there for the longest. What about no, the, when they're racing though? Like, uh, is it normally a good thing to have a head case, just having a rail to follow and being around horses? Not really, because you got horses around them mm. as well. So that's why leading often soothes horses like that. You know, okay. just letting them run, giving them their head. But this guy's obviously got the added thing of the muffs and the and the gelding. And I like I I, I carry on about it. The Bowman's probably the best gate one jockey I've ever seen. So mm. going against a few things, but I just think that he's you know extraordinarily uh, short for a horse that's got a lot of question marks inside and that rail true is important to it Ramwick even though it's weather's been okay you'd expect the inside to be pretty cast there and if he's forced back to the inside at any point yep um you know that's against him as well I just thought you know Rita may will probably boot up on speed it'll it'll run a race if, if they take a sit with Mautai if they don't it'll probably be vulnerable late I thought the quick tempo and and Smirnova were the two that would just lob right behind him and and were the two that that should run really well here. Smyrnovas, you know, probably short enough around four or five dollars. It's trialed quite well and quick tempo sort of sat wide, no cover first up at the Kenzo, which 
was okay. You know, needed to get to that outside fence. But being a first up run, I think it had like 62 that day as well. I thought the first up run was really good. So if it can just lob right behind um, Rita May and, and and a couple of others here, I think it'll it'll run really well. So if you think it's double figures and Smirnovas around the $5 mark, I didn't love the trials of Leo. It's gone to a new stable. And, and Van Gis is my nemesis horse. Like I love it first up. I love it over a sprint trip, but didn't think it trialed that great. Um, if it gets out the 20s, I'd probably... I wouldn't let it go out around a loser van jizz, but for me, um, smirn over in quick tempo and just hoping that Maotai is up to his normal tricks. Outstanding. All right, well, uh, we might uh, have a look at the missile stakes next, and then we might just get the last 400 of Halal, the trial, uh, queued up there. And we've got Forbidden Love here, favourite $3, Bluchy Babe, $6, Count to Rupee, $6, uh, Embracer seven fifty, Nimali eleven dollars, uh, Halal sixteen into twelve. So uh, well, I guess uh, people are watching the show at home, and uh, the uh, the price is uh, just going off there. They've jerried that uh, that's probably the horse that we're going to look at fourteen dollars, Gem Song. And let's have a look at uh, the last four hundred of Halal. Jump straight on the bunny, and uh, he's got Will Pike. I'm not sure if that's a positive thing being a leader, but uh, well, there not, he's out in front. He's not a leader, is he? Like he is in this trial, but he's not a leader. But what what he's good is that he led in this trial. That he mm. showed that he's nice and fresh. Uh, anyone that remembers his first up run last time in it was in a in a race with uh, where Paul Lilly sort of was forced to the front and converged, and I think that ranch hand sort of controlled the speed there. They absolutely walked, and Halal was dragged right out of the race there and allowed to run home. I think he was probably the run of the race, running fifth that day. He's not a horse that I've ever, actually ever loved, and it was probably last prep that I think he sort of he proved that he's a, a bit better horse than certainly what I gave him credit for. Maybe I was just wrong, but um, I think if anything, he improved last prep, and I think that trial shows that he's. He's probably come on. I think that he's a pretty dangerous horse over this sort of distance first up and drawn perfect five. There's uh, hopefully enough speed from, I think, Prime Gear to date's drawn wide. Uh, Forbidden Love's drawn out there and we'll have to come across with it. A horse like Embracer will want to be up on speed and hopefully there's enough of them that just put enough speed on. Hopefully he settles midfield at worst. And like I just, as I said, I'd, I'd sort of assumed he'd be Closer to four to one, five to one. I don't mm. think he's any moral um, by any stage. But I just think sixteen dollars just looks Big price. You know, just wrong. Yeah, mm. just looks wrong for a horse that I think they they're, they're judging it as a miler, and I don't think it's a one trick pony anymore. Mm. Mm. Interesting, uh, interesting to see how a couple of these horses will resume. But uh, well, they're all race. resuming too, which is a good thing for Halal because they're they're all vulnerable as well. Mm. There's not too many horses in this race that are, are ready to go. Nico, um, any yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I really like the Halal trial. Um, he's always been a, a horse of mine that I've sort of had a lot of time for. And I think, well, nail on the head there before, like he actually showed something last prep. He always is, he won those few races sort of last spring and he thought, oh, he might be half a horse. And then he split conversion animal, I think, in a Hobartville. And I just don't know if he's in love with the real, real wet tracks. So that's probably my only knock coming into him going to Sydney. I would love to see him come back to Melbourne. Um, he sort of had a few runs here in Melbourne and... Didn't set the world on fire, but he did bump into Artorias in one of them. So, uh, yeah, $11, I can see the appeal. Um, maybe a horse you can look at in some futures markets as well for some up-and-coming 1,400-meter races, I would have thought. Mm. I think uh, DK and his word count's broken yeah, the uh, audio here, exactly. so that, uh, a bit patchy there. But um, I think uh, the wet track that uh, Nico said might be a chink in his armor. I think we're going to try and just push through a little bit quicker. So racingwatch.com.au, you can see when Johnny talks and when the boys talk, uh, the prices go off and just absolutely disintegrate. So I think Halal's been uh, 16 into 11 with Top Sport uh, with a few savvy punters uh, in there watching the show live and uh, taking the, the prices. So that's how fast markets move. 
Okay, it's time for uh, Donnie's Best, our uh, new favourite, or second favourite, probably track screen's my favourite, and Donnie probably is my next best favourite. No offence to Anthony Don. Let's, uh, They've let's both been here for a week. Yeah, we got a pick. Holy Which, shit. We, what do you like best? You, you know what you love best. <laughs> you love the mug. You don't care. You just can't name something from a different channel now. <laughs> oh, here he is. G'day, guys. Welcome to Donnie's Best for this weekend's racing. It was nice to get off to a winning start last week with Seymour Marie saluting at Eagle Farm. This week, I've chosen a couple of Chris Waller trained horses, one in Brisbane and one in Sydney. We'll start at Ramwick in race seven, Lord Ardmore. It was very tough late last start at Rose Hill when it was 1,300 metres up to 1,800 metres. It should take natural improvement after that day. It set a really tough early speed and was strong late. I think it'll sit out one out, one back, and here we have it in the perfect perfect position. Alcione, the main danger, He'll be way out the back. It'll be flashing late, though, so look out. So that's race seven, Lord Arbor. We're going to do him for the next one, and it's Joviality in race six. It should get the box seat for James Orman. It was really strong last start in a nice race. It doesn't mean anything harder here, so I think it's a really good chance at around the $3.50 mark. So Donnie's best for this weekend is uh, race seven at Randwick, Lord Ardmore, and race six at Dooman, Joviality. Good luck, boys. Outstanding. Can't wait to see the Don operate in the flesh. I tell you what, he's a bit of a prankster, a bit of a jokester. Fancies himself as a bit of a... Should be interesting. Hey? It's going to be fun. You guys try and kill each other for six hours or I've got to sit in the middle. I don't know whether to sit in the middle or sit to the side. But uh, Lord Ardemore, I think that was the one I tipped uh, the other week. And Danger, the Danger Alcione. So he's got uh, something that's going to loom up and then a swooper over the top. And Joviality, I haven't had a look at that one. Top Sport, Big Bets. Uh, they had a little bit of an IT crisis overnight at uh, Top Sport, so we've uh, we've gone fishing to a couple of futures. So it's uh, August, and uh, these are some long range bets. So the first one could be John Walters, uh, the Melbourne Cup, mm-hmm. do a thousand at twenty six dollars. Everyone's got a big big opinion of this horse, and I guess we were happy that it didn't go to the Sydney Cup, and it had that. Uh, well, they all I wasn't happy. They all had to uh, that all had to get through that happy. heavy heavy track yeah. over the uh, two thousand meters, and uh, I think her wheels just spun. So dry decks in Melbourne. A little bit more time. Has, uh, has she spelled well or is everything ticking over yeah. from what you've heard? Yeah, yeah, enormous. Everything's good. Um, very aggressive plans. Don't know whether the Melbourne... I know they'd want to run in the Melbourne Cup, but mm. um, uh, having a quick chat that apparently uh, if you win the Turnbull, you basically all expenses covered if you want to go to the Japan Cup. Yeah, right. So I think it's only three weeks after the Melbourne Cup. Don't know how the logistics work to if you can run in both. So I would, I would say the Caulfield Cup's... I don't know this, honestly. I haven't spoken to him. But I would say that the Caulfield Cup is her main aim mm. and then kind of a decision whether you run Melbourne Cup or whether you go Melbourne Cup somehow get to the Japan Cup oh, or just man, go Caulfield Japan because I think there's huge bonuses in place there too, like Monster. Mm. And I think you, you basically your expenses are covered uh, if you want to have a crack at it, which is you know sounds like a bit of fun, doesn't it, to, to go to a Japan Cup? Ooh, just like the the trick is like once these horses, you just see so many horses get to throw thirty two hundred Melbourne Cup and it just destroys them forever. So it just busts them up. So it'd be interesting to see what way and if they gamble. Mm. I guess, uh, and the, the weights and everything will play a huge yeah. part in that because as as Carpenter coming out and said the other day, there is no top weight. They don't mm. have one. Yeah. So what are they going to do to these weights? You could have a horse like Juway who would normally be carrying. 52, 53, you know, maybe carrying 56 or something crazy in a, in a Melbourne Cup, which will make it very difficult as well. Mm, I'm petrified to cross to Melbourne, but uh, Caulfield Cup, Mr. Brightside, 1,000 at 34. DK's uh, horse. DK? Doesn't have headphones on, so uh, we've lost him there. But uh, fascinating one. Obviously, uh, won the Group 1 at handicap level over a mile. I'm not convinced 2,400 is going to be up his alley. 
uh, of a Caulfield Cup. Um, saw some extremely good milers uh, uh, try and go for a Caulfield Cup and uh, stretch out to there. But um, I'm not sure that uh, he's looking for it, but time will tell. And then the Cox Plate Real World's another one, 1000 at uh, $26. So that was probably another one that I was trying to look for uh, Nico's insights there. But um, I think that's a wrap from us. We've completely lost audio from uh, the boys down in Melbourne. I think DK's throwing the headphones off. He stormed out, and uh, Nico will be uh, heading to the Bucks trip early. So uh, yeah. it'll be no Mounting Yard Mail for Nico. So I think he's continued his, uh, his free... Uh, sample from july so you can jump into our discord channel if you want a free lick of uh, nico's yard stuff and we'll change the link early next week and uh, fingers crossed the boys can uh, get the job done in the stream today and it looks like there's a storm hit kembla so uh <sighs> walt's now thrown any toys that were left in the cot out tornado, of the cot tornado walt just hit there yeah it's good holy crap anyway so we're about to uh, shut the bank, so not sure what the final uh, balance is there, but uh, can't wait for uh, a big stream coming up for Coffs Harbour Cup. But uh, good luck on the weekend. It's cracking racing at Randwick and Flemington. And uh, make sure you gamble responsibly and give Top Sport a go at the same time. We'll see you soon. <laughs>